Welcome everybody back to Catapult Your Business, where we help answer entrepreneurial questions one question at a time to help you scale and ultimately catapult your business to the next level. I am joined by an amazing advisor here on our team. Can't wait to introduce you to her. She's brought a pretty awesome question. And that question is, how much cash should I have in the business? So many business owners run very, very close to zero. We're going to talk about why you can't do that and actually how much cash you should have as a threshold if you want to run a business stress-free, more importantly, be set up for growth and scale. So we're going to dive into all that. Before we get to that topic, let me introduce you to Jennifer, our talented advisor. She's out of San Diego, California. Uh, she's been busy doing a lot of stuff here prior to Cultivate. She's got a killer track record. I encourage you to check that out on our website at CultivateAdvisors.com. But Jennifer, welcome to the call. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Casey. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Well, I, first off, let me just say thank you for all the impact you make for all the businesses I know that you work with in our community. So thanks for the work you do. And for those that don't know, uh, Jennifer keeps getting quite a few accolades here internally uh, in terms of just different certifications and, and bringing just this completely different level of development to their business owners. So Jennifer, I know you keep our, our clients that work with you in good hands. So thank you for that. Thank you. Awesome. Um, we are going to talk about cash. Why, why the heck, why the heck should business owners care about cash? Because it means everything. It's what keeps us up at night. Uh, that is true. If any, <laughs> if, if you are a business owner and you are listening in and you have not been kept up at night for at least one night in your life, uh, I would argue that uh, you're either very wealthy uh, <laughs> or, or you have, you're not really looking at your cash and you maybe should be keeping up at night, uh, you know, for a night or two. <laughs> But tell, tell me a little bit more, right? Like, 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 what do we see? Like, when you're working with your clients, like, what are some common pitfalls you're seeing of how people are approaching cash? And why did you want to bring this question for everybody to dig into today? Because a lot of my clients, when I ask them, you know, how they're doing, and we start to get to know each other in the beginning, their statements that they say to me are based off of, well, my bank account is this, or, yeah. and that's really the piece of the puzzle for me that I know we have to do finance 101. Well, and we'll get to that, right? We'll talk a little bit more about like what's going on when people are like, I'm looking at my bank to manage my cash. We both know that doesn't work. Um, right. And, and a lot of you probably like, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't actually. We'll explain why here on the call on, on this episode today. But, you know, I, I've, I've heard a lot, you know, in the time I did advisory and, you know, through our entrepreneurial community, I think there's just like a, an underwhelming, uh, or sorry, an overwhelming amount of people and owners that just don't actually understand what cash does for you in the business. And it's, I think people think of it as like cash should be survival. It's like, I have enough cash to survive, so I'm okay. And you really got to think differently and you got to flip that paradigm on its head to say, it's actually more about how much cash do I need to do what I want to do in the business? And, it, and really what we're talking about, right, is most people take cash on reactively mm -hmm. versus proactively. Proactive. And that's what I've really found is that people just come in and go, oh, yeah, it's like, I'm going to make this decision. Do I have enough cash? Okay. I'm going to make this decision. Do I have enough cash? Okay. Ooh, I made a mistake. I, I overdrew. I don't actually have enough cash. Because mm -hmm. I wasn't thinking about all these other elements that, that trickle in, right? Yeah, the bills that we we purchased a machine or a computer or whatever equipment, just insert whatever item we purchased, but haven't received the invoice yet. 
And we look at our bank account because now some like we need a plumber or, you know, we need to, you know, get new materials because a vacuum broke and we own a cleaning company. And then we go out and there we are. And we look at our bank account instead of having a plan for these things to happen. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about that and so much more. Last thing I wanted to share on cash just for everybody listening in. Uh, Again, Jennifer, I'm so glad you brought this question. When you manage cash, you can't come at this from a place of going like, uh, you know, people have the common phrase of like cash is king, right? And they're just like, as long as I have a ton of cash, that's also bad. I just want to make sure I set that expectation. Like there is a certain amount of cash you need to have. Okay. And let's just be clear on that as we work through some of this today, that it's a, it's about finding the right balancing act. It isn't just like hoarding cash. That's also not necessarily helpful and ineffective for your business. hundred percent, um, Casey, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So let's just be really mindful of that. So, all right, let's, let's dig in. Like, how do we approach cash? If, you know, your clients come to you, right? And you, you, you take a look, Jennifer, and you're like, all right, we need to go into the financials. We need to look at cash because business owners started a business doing maybe a couple hundred grand, then they scaled into multiple millions of business. And most people that get into that, you know, seven, eight figure space, they still kind of manage their money like they did when they were just getting started, which was, I look at my bank account because there's like 10 transactions and it's really easy. Well, when you start to get into a lot more transactions, so just curious, like where would you start with people when it comes to starting to understand their cash? Well, I'd really take a look back, um, depending on what financial system they're using, whether it's QuickBooks or Zero, or there's you know a bunch whatever of them out there, right? Whatever yeah. it is, take a look back and look through what their current expenses are and identify whether we have any errors or things there that need to be adjusted and then use that information to look forward. And that's where we get that proactive piece involved. We look forward 12 months at least on a minimum and make a plan for how much we expect to be spending. And then therefore we can then work backwards. Now, interesting, right? So like definitely like historic leverage data, not your thoughts throw it into the future, right? Into some type of of projection tool. Now we obviously use a a program called live plan. We put our clients in there. We've got, you know, fancy automations to be able to automate out, you know, scenarios and all that. We do that with our clients, but for those listening in that maybe aren't our clients, um, you know, Excel's fine too, right? Like you can pull up a Google sheet or Excel and you can, and you can batch this stuff too, right? I see so many people complicate this. It's like, Just take your total amount of marketing, take your total amount of labor, take your total amount of office expenses and put everything else in the other. For most businesses, that works. Yes. I actually just had a conversation today with a bookkeeper who my client had so many charts of accounts and it is not necessary because they're a smaller company. It's like, let's combine this. This is too complicated at this phase. It doesn't have to be complicated. It just has to be done. Correct. And, he, and again, this is for those of you that are like, oh, I'm a small business, you know, really small. I need this. Like, no, no, we're actually talking no. about people that are actually probably the multiple millions, <laughs> like that they haven't actually transitioned appropriately the right way. Are you getting the advice you need for your business from this episode? Do you want to get more than just one question answered and to have it customized to you and your business? Well, Cultivate Advisors works one-on-one with thousands of business owners every day. Let them help you scale your business today. Don't just listen to this episode. Take action and go to CultivateAdvisors.com to see which advisor you get matched with and receive a free two-hour business assessment on how you could scale your business to the next level. Act now at CultivateAdvisors.com. So you lay out this projection 
And, you know, for me, what I've always told my clients, I'm curious your perspective, what I've always focused in on is like, I want to know how much are you burning per month? I just want to understand from a fixed expense basis, how much are you burning on a monthly basis? Because that's going to be one part of the puzzle when we try to figure out the cash threshold. Is that generally yeah. what you're looking for? Is there anything else you're looking for when they lay out that projection? No, that's a great, and I use sometimes your break-even point as an example yep. of that statement as well, right? There's lots of different ways to look at that, but yes, it's very important. Um, and when I was in the the business and working, I made sure that, you know, my break-even point was the minimum that we were focusing on as a right. whole, right? And then the, you can only figure that out if you fully understand and have worked through this piece of the puzzle, right? How much well, are we burning? And if anybody on here that's listening to this episode does not know what their break-even point is, <laughs> go to our website, <laughs> go to our tools and, you know, find the tool where we can help show you your financial cash flow so you can actually run and get your break-even point or reach out and Jennifer will talk to you and let's, let's help you solve your break-even point. Because if you don't know that, that's a really scary way to run the business. But let's assume we do now know our break-even point. Mm -hmm. We know how much we're spurning and spending and burn. What are other components you want to take into account, Jennifer, when you're trying to figure out how much cash does somebody need to run the business? Well, there are so many, Casey, really. But the, the you know, cool, you know, we know our numbers and the numbers to know is like your AP, your AR, right? You mentioned yep. cash flow already. We mentioned the break-even point, right? You need to know if you have any COGS as part of your overall and what is your revenue? Yeah. It's, it's ins and outs, right? It's like just really understanding, but try to make that really simple. And I, you know, I talk a lot about with people like the idea of stress testing, right? The reason for the projection of laying out the next 12 months at a minimum is also to run a stress test to go, well, what happens if we don't grow? What happens if we take on this investment and revenue goes down by 10%? You want to run those worst case scenarios. I always tell people, think of yourself as a business owner. You have two hats. You have your leadership hat and you have your financial hat. You put your leadership hat on when you talk to your troops. Everything's possible. Everything's optimistic. Everything's going to happen. We're going to make it. Let's go charge. Let's support. Let's make it happen. Financial hat. Everything is doom and gloom. Everything's going to kill me. <laughs> Nothing's going to go well. And I got to plan this way, right? I've always just said, put your hats on. Put your hats on. <laughs> right. You have to have a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and again, so like when you make decisions on cash, you are always looking at plan C. Correct. And when you are you're hoping, you're hoping for plan A, right? And then you're, leading, not a plan a. you're right. leading plan A. Exactly. That's yeah. how you create some gap and some buffers to help protect your cash as a business owner. So let's, let's get into even a further equation here. So cash threshold, right? I talk a lot about this, like how much money should be in the bank. Okay. And for everybody that comes like, why, why Jennifer do so many business owners like use the number zero as their threshold. Why are they like, why are they like, yep, we ran out of money. That's our zero. Yeah, it is very, very common, Casey. And honestly, it never was for me, right? <clears throat> um, because I, from a financial background, from the time I was 18 years old, right? Going to school yeah. for that, I may, you know, it was just it drilled into me, drilled into me, right? Two months, three months, six, you know, depending on what you have going on and what that is. It's definitely a specific number for your business. Yeah, and I, I, it's hard to give them the exact number on, on this, right? But like one piece that I will share that I've learned is just understanding more around the threshold is that 
if you think about it, it's like when we go below this number, we need to go make drastic changes. Mm-hmm. Like we need to abort the mission. People are like, well, why do I, why would I put my zero at 200,000 instead of zero? Like, why do I need to have 400 grand in my account? And if I ever drop below 200,000, sound the alarm. You pick the threshold that actually tells you the plan you've created in the next 12 months is failing You're, or something's wrong. Like money didn't come in as it should have or whatever took place, something went awry and we need to go back and investigate and we need to make a shift ASAP. And it gives you a space. And so what you're trying to figure out is in your business, if it's cyclical, if it's seasonal, depending on the structure of it, how much time do you need to be able to turn things around? That's what people, and that, those, are the, those are the variables that we're trying to pull in here, right? We're trying to connect those dots. So right. every business is different, but here's what I'll tell people. Make sure you have enough cash for two months of your burn. Mm-hmm. If you're spending $150,000 every month in your business, or you're spending $500,000 every single month in your business, if I were you, I would have, if I'm spending 500, I would have a million in the bank. Absolutely. Two months is the minimum. It's the minimum. That's what I mean. Like that's just a rule of thumb. I just, and and that's assuming no revenue comes in and anybody that now they used to tell me, right. Jennifer back in the day, like they come in and say, well, nothing could ever happen. That would tear me down that fast. (laughs) COVID. COVID. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) Like a credit card processing payment company just poof goes away. We have seen Mm -hmm. businesses be on a ticketing processing in the travel industry. Gone. Gone. And all the money is gone. All the accounts receivable you were waiting on never came. You were waiting now in a seven bankruptcy, waiting for that to to come to you. That is real. These things can happen in life. But if you have those two months, it gives you 60 days to pivot fast enough to know your people are paid. So please, 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 if you're listening in, understand that your minimum threshold is two months at a bare minimum. But you're better off having an outside perspective help you build a 12-month projection tool lay out the cash flows, tie in your accounts receivable, accounts payable, your CapEx, all the amazing things here uh, that Jennifer's asking you to take a look at and then figure out what that threshold is. And again, the reason why you have a threshold isn't because we're worried you're going to run out of money tomorrow. It's to help you sleep better at night because you can make decisions as they come, but you know that when you drop below that, it's sound the alarms, investigate fast and quick. And that's a very good point, Casey, like making those financial decisions or making your decisions based off of your financial plan also allows you to really put thought into the choices that you're making within your business. You don't have to make those quick decisions on the fly and make a choice right now because we're struggling. Well, a decision hits you, what you're saying, right? You put, you have the decision hit and you're like, what do I want to do? Put it in your cash flow planning. Mm -hmm. If it goes perfect, what happens for me? If it goes somewhat okay, if it obliterates and it's terrible, what happens to me? Are you still excited about it? Right. You still want to do it? Thanks for tuning in to Catapult Your Business, where Cultivate Advisors is helping you catapult your business one question at a time. Are you running your business or is your business running you? At Cultivate Advisors, they'll match you with an expert advisor and do a free two-hour deep dive for your business. This will give you the clarity you need on how to get your business to the next level. Cultivate has worked with thousands of businesses. What do you have to lose? So head over to CultivateAdvisors.com and sign up for your free two-hour session. And it's, it's, it's measuring ROI, right? You're, we're literally, you know, everybody's like, what's the ROI equation? Like, it's hard. Every, every decision is different in a business. It's like gambling, right? It's like, 
you're literally gambling when you try to grow and scale a company at times, right? If people go to Vegas or go to gamble, you would hope most people have set rules in place where they're going, I'm going to put $300 down and I'm going to play as long as I lose it. Or And, and a lot of people are like, and once I get it to like $600, i am going to leave and walk away. Absolutely. That's what I do, Casey. <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same thing, right? It's like, if that helps owners listening in today, it's like, you have to think about your business the exact same way. Remove the greed, come in and go, this should be worth this, and then pull it back. Yeah. And then, and then put a little bit back in and figure out how you want to do it. But that way you see the results of the risk that you take. And that's where I think people really struggle on cash. Um, any other thoughts, you know, I think a lot of owners and we're, we caught up a little before this, obviously Jennifer, but I, I feel like a lot of owners, like they don't have a good, like way to track this or like review it or like have no way to like manage this. Right. We've talked a little bit more about why you need it, like how to get it set up. How the heck do you manage this and track it? Do you have any tips or things that you found have worked really well when you brought this, you know, the different clients that you work with? Yeah, I mean, we mentioned earlier that we use Live Plan, but you can also just use those Excel spreadsheets, Google Slide, you know, Google Sheets, whichever program you want. And it's very important to then go back in and put in your actuals, right? Like when you I just, was working, you just in the business, override it. Is that how you do it? You just go in and override the actuals right over the plan. I do. But you don't have to. When I was working in the business, I did. When, but well, I would make like a separate. So we have the original, and then we override as we're going. Are we on track? Right. What you know? What does it look like? Are we over budget in advertising? And right. you know what is happening because of that? Are we over budget? But it's helping our top line. Does that make sense? And is it directly affecting our bottom line in a positive way or a negative sure. way? And so you have to go back, or not have to, but you know, I recommend with all of my clients that going back and looking at what are we doing at you know on a monthly basis, on a quarterly basis, on a semi-annual basis, and right. making sure that we're on track to hit what we want to hit by the end of the year. And something that I just heard you say that I think will help folks is like, again, it's a balancing act. I think so many people hear cash financials, they hear us talking, they're like, cut, cut, cut. It's like opposite, actually. Like we're, you're spending a lot more money in advertising than we expected, but we're doing way better on revenue. Maybe we should keep going. Let's run that scenario, right? Or, or we spent more than we thought, wow, it's going to take more than we thought to get the revenue we wanted. What else can we go cut so we can increase the budget? So I want to be very clear to everybody listening in. When you set up a budget, this isn't about going like budgets are meant to change. Let's just acknowledge that, right? Like budgets are meant to change. It's as you get more and more information and data is what I hear like you're saying. You are then shifting those budgets and reallocating, but you have it in specifics of a plan. Otherwise, you're going to your marketing team going, hey, 20% over. I need you to spend less in Q3 and Q4. It's like, but I need this revenue goal to get hit. Right. That doesn't. Factor. What else can I cut to put more money there? Because we were we misestimated how much more our cost per acquisition was going to be. Right. And yeah. once you factor through all of those things, when you have the data set, right, you look back to look forward. Jennifer, this is so emotional for people, mm-hmm. right? Like this is just so emotional, right? It's like I already have to manage my finances at home, my kids and trying to save up for colleges or, you know, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what our retirement looks like. Now I got to do it in my business. Yes, you do. Like that's real, (laughs) right? Like that's, it's emotional, right? And people like don't want to talk about it. They don't want to, they don't want to go to their team members and go like, we can't budget that amount of money. And here's why. They like hide it. They're like, they put all the pressure on their shoulders, right? You see this. 
Absolutely. My biggest piece of advice, and I'm going to come to you next year for your biggest piece of advice. My biggest piece of advice to everybody listening in is let the plan and the Excel sheet or the system, software, whatever you're using, I don't care, let it hold the weight of your financials and get your business to a place where you have enough comfortability to, to wait to review that P&L or that balance sheet from your outsourced finance team or your bookkeeper on a monthly basis. And you don't have to check that bank account every day because you've increased your cash threshold. And for those that are, well, I don't, I don't know where I'm going to get the cash. I'm not making enough money yet, or I'm still a smaller business. Utilize debt. Good yeah. debt is insurance cash, mm-hmm. right? People are so afraid of debt. No, there is bad debt. There are bad reasons to take out money. <laughs> but Very a good true. reason is, I tell people all the time, why not take out 300000 put it in the bank, and don't spend it? And yes, Pay your eight to ten thousand dollars in interest, or maybe it's twenty thousand now because of, of interest rates. But pay your twenty thousand dollars of interest a year as an insurance policy that you will never be fearful of that cash when it comes in. And for those that needed to hear that today, I hope that really helps you get your mindset right. Jennifer, come to you next year. What's your biggest piece of advice? If it's a summary or just something you'd like to our community to keep in mind as they continue to grow and scale their organizations when it comes to managing cash. Really, if only one thing that they remember from what I'm saying today, I would say don't be afraid of it because that fear stops you from being free within your business and your personal life, right? And second, just kind of remember, don't use the bank balance as whether you can buy something or not. (laughs) That's not cash. That's a a misunderstanding of how finances work in a business. And and if you don't know what we mean by that, reach out to us and we'll show you. Yes, <laughs> we'll fix yes. it for you. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, well said. I love, you know, I've always said so many owners, like it's just finance is a black hole and like they don't go near it because they don't understand it mm-hmm. and they feel like they can't understand it. It's just not true. You give it, you get an hour with Jennifer or one of our talented advisors, you'll understand finances at a high enough level to not see it as a black hole. You just have to commit to wanting to move through that. So love it. Jennifer, well said, great advice. Awesome question. I'm sure a lot of people are plotting on going, okay, I need to hear this. I want to go shift my cash threshold. So again, great question. How much cash do you need? The answer was, it depends. We gave you the two minute, two month minimum of burn, you know, as your bare minimum, but a lot of other variables and you've got to go put together that 12 month plan. So thanks for the advice, Jennifer, as always. And everybody listening in, thanks for joining us for another uh, episode here of Catapult Your Business. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode where we'll continue to catapult your business one question at a time. Until then, we'll see you. Bye, everybody. Thanks.